Shalom and welcome to Parashah's Christmas, the weekly fix for spiritual lessons taken from the Parashah. Have your coffee and let's take a look at the weekly Torah reading. This week we'll be looking at Parashah to Ma, which runs from Exodus chapter 25 verse 1 to chapter 27 verse 19. Enjoy and don't forget to give us your feedback on Facebook, Twitter or via our website. If you could buy anything, what would you buy? A million euro mansion, a luxury yacht, a Bugatti Veyron? Or perhaps you'd go on holiday in the Seychelles or binge spend at the KDV. Skiing on Mount Everest, scuba diving in Sydney, the possibilities are endless. It's easy to daydream about what to do with a six-figure sum of money. I'm sure we've all thought of the different things we'd do if we won the lottery or became famous. The one thing that all of these ideas have in common is that we spend the money on us, or most of the money on us. Our Western worldview teaches us that money buys happiness, and few of us would think to give away vast sums of money rather than spend it on us. Perhaps the saying is true, money makes the world go round. As you've probably guessed, money, or more accurately, donations, are at the forefront of our Torah portion. We read that our people were invited to give of their own private possessions in order to build a tent where we would meet with God in the desert. Old or young, rich or poor, all were invited to bring their contributions of precious metals, woods and fabrics to the artisans who would then fashion them all into a tent where we could meet with God. Thanks to God's IKEA-like instruction manual, we would know exactly how he wanted them right down to the last detail. The entirety of this week's parasha could almost be taken right out of a furniture catalogue. And at first glance it begs the question, what does this have to do with us in the 21st century? But if we look closer, we see that God wants to teach us something. The lesson from this week's portion is all in the subtle detail. We read that the people are invited to voluntarily contribute to the building of God's home among us. God could surely have commanded the people to give, but instead he chose to ask. And this was a big ask. Our people had just been freed from slavery in Egypt. Some of them had only ever known poverty, growing up as the children of slaves. But the night that God brought us out of Egypt, he told us to ask our Egyptian neighbors for their expensive jewelry. The Egyptians were so scared at the death of their firstborn that they willingly handed over their wealth. And in this way, we plundered the Egyptians. The very first get-rich-quick scheme had worked, and a group of slaves found themselves now with the possibility to live like kings. It is so astounding then that God would take the risk of asking us, out of our own love and devotion to Him, to hand over some of our wealth. It would be the equivalent today of asking a homeless person who just won millions on the lottery to donate the majority of their newfound wealth to fund the rebuilding of a torn-down synagogue, even if the person is not religious. Rags to riches to having only a little money? But for once in the history of our people, as we learn later in Parashat Vayachel, we listen to God. We don't even complain, or at least it's not recorded. We hand over gold, silver, jewels and precious fabrics to build something for God. We give of our best so that God can live among us. It's a precious moment of genuine love and devotion in the history of our people. Perhaps we had finally understood that all of our newfound wealth had actually been given to us by God. 
After all, he was the one who defeated the Egyptians and rescued us. Perhaps we just wanted to say thank you. Wealth seems to be a problem to us humans. All throughout history, we have warred and killed for money, for gold, for jewels, for ideas that would make us rich, for stuff. One of the most frequently misquoted texts of the New Testament, the Brit HaDashah, is money is the root of all evil. But that's not what the text says. It actually states the love of money is the root of all evil. And that's exactly the problem. We fall in love with having stuff and we want more and more and more. We are never satisfied. That's why people who won the lottery or who win at gambling generally don't stop. They play again and again because they, just like us, always want more. In the end, we find ourselves enslaved to our desire to always have more money, more possessions, more stuff. The very thing we thought would bring happiness brings worry, anger, strife. Maybe we need to adapt the saying, the love of money makes the world broken. So what's the answer to our intoxication with wealth? We need to find something better, something that truly satisfies us. That's exactly why God tells us to love Him with all of our heart, soul and strength, because He knows that if we love anything else like that, we'll never be satisfied. God as our designer and maker is the only one who can ever satisfy us. Of course, He's also the one who gives us gifts like money and nice clothes, but they are exactly that, gifts. We shouldn't obsess over the gifts, we should obsess over the giver. So our people gave their gifts for the construction of the Mishkan, the tabernacle. It was a symbolic way for them to show that they were actually willing to give much more to God, namely their lives. They wanted to live in accordance with what he said because, at least at that moment, they recognized it as the best. Our people gave to God back then, but many thousands of years later, God would return the favor. You see, God is not some kind of despot who exacts hard taxes from his people for a luxury home. He's not a God like a king who sits on his throne and expects for the people to fulfill his every selfish wish. He's a God who gives to his people. Ever since the garden, when God gave to our first parents animal skins to hide their nakedness, he's been giving to us. Thousands of years later, he gave us his son, the Messiah, who would die a brutal death and be separated from the Father in order that he could give us eternal life. A changed life here and life with him forever. Not because we deserve it, not because we're good enough, not even because we're Jewish. But he gave us the ultimate gift, the ultimate donation to rescue us from our selfishness and depravity and enslavement to things like wealth so that we could be truly free. The one who asks for our lives as a gift is the same one who gave himself as the ultimate gift for us. Money can buy us lots of things, good food and drink, good experiences, good times. It can even buy us short-term happiness. But no matter how good these things are, they don't last forever. Eventually, they're a disappointment. Even the nicest Bugatti Veyron will soon look old and outdated. But if we come to the giver of these good things and find our fulfillment in Him, then we will be satisfied. If we accept the greatest gift from Him, the gift of His Son, the Messiah Yeshua, then we will be rich beyond measure, but not with money or possessions. Instead, He gives us peace and fulfillment. As you browse the shelves of the shopping mall of life, don't forget that God has already given you the greatest gift, 
Are you willing to accept it? That's it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed our Parashah Espresso. Please don't forget to subscribe to make sure you get the latest episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so please get in touch with us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or via our website at youdenfearjesus.de.